Okay, on Sunday mornings, we are in a series called Just Like Jesus, and we've been in that for several weeks now, and uh, this morning will be our last uh, for this series, and it's basically based off 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, where the apostle of love says, whoever claims to live in Jesus must walk as he walked. And so we've been sort of picking apart Jesus' life and looking at different attributes of Jesus' life and how we can put those into practice in our own lives, which is certainly good for us. The father was not an ordinary father. He was quite crooked. In addition to being crooked, he was a farmer. And he devised a plan that he thought would work so ingeniously. It was harvest time. And he thought, you know, if I could just get a little bit more for my, my barns. And he thought, if I could go out to my neighbor's fields, he knew a spot where there just happened to be four fields that converged together. If I, if I could go out to that spot and just harvest a little from each field, surely none of my neighbors would notice. But it would be quite a, a harvest for me in addition to what I already have. So he waited until the darkest night when the thickest clouds would cover the light of the moon. And he took along with him his youngest daughter and gave her the job of standing and watching and keeping lookout. And he said to her, now if you see anyone, please let me know. Please watch out to make sure that no one is watching. And so he went to the first field and he began to harvest little by little, taking what he could. And all of a sudden his daughter shouted, Father, someone sees. And he stood up and he looked around and he he couldn't see anyone. And so he thought that was kind of odd. He he picked up the bundle that he had taken. He went to the second field and began to do the same thing. And his daughter, as with the first field, did this again, said, Father, someone sees. He looked around, this time straining his eyes against the, the dim light, trying to look. Maybe he had missed before, but not seeing anyone, he sort of glanced at his daughter and, and continued on to the third field where he began to harvest ill-gotten grain again. And as he harvested, the same thing happened. His daughter said, Father, someone sees. He stood up. He looked around, this time more annoyed than anxious. He gathered up the bundle, seeing no one, this time having these three bundles. He went to the last field, whereupon he went and he did as he had done before, And again, as she had done before, yelled out, Father, someone sees. And this time he said, Daughter, why on earth are you saying someone sees? No one sees. To which his daughter replied, Father, someone sees from above. The lesson hit home to the father. And this morning, as we think about his lack of integrity, I hope that we understand that integrity is important. Now, if you've thought about the subject of integrity or heard it taught or preached about before, perhaps you've heard this common definition, that uh, integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. That definition, it it just sticks in our mind. uh, Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. Integrity is often defined as doing the right thing 
even when no one is watching. Now, we all know that. That's not a biblical definition. Think about it for just a second. If no one is watching, then who defines what is right? Who says what? It goes back to what we were talking about when we talked about truth, in that everybody just gets to live out their own truth. You do what's right. You do what your heart says is right when no one is watching. Uh, We need a better definition of integrity than that. A better definition is this. Integrity is doing the right thing because God is watching. Now, we've got to be careful with that. If you think about how God is watching, I mean, some people have a, a, a misunderstood idea that God is watching, and he's watching, and he's just waiting for you to mess up. No, that's not the sense that we're talking about God is watching. We understand that just as the daughter understood that there was someone watching the father who the father couldn't see, that we understand in our lives there is one watching who we cannot see. As Paul talked about this morning, we see him by faith, integrity then becomes living to please an audience of one. Jesus, you will remember, chastised the religious leaders of his day because of their hypocrisy. If you're caring to follow along in your Bible, you go to Matthew chapter 23, which is just one of the many instances when, when Jesus called out the religious leaders of the day this is verse uh, or page 10, 1063 in the Pew Bible, if you are not quite for sure where Matthew is. Verse 25 of Matthew 23. Woe to you, blind scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee first... Clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that, that the outside may also be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. It wasn't that the... Pharisees and the religious leaders did not look good, did not say the right things, did not know the Scripture. Jesus was saying, in your private life, in your personal life, there is something lacking. The word integrity, the root word of that is integer, one, meaning a wholeness. We can think of that in a number of ways. I'll give you the example that you're going to be familiar with for the next three years, especially if you come from East Wichita. They're going to be doing a lot of construction out here on these bridges. The problem with the bridges, their integrity is weakening. Oh, you may not notice when you drive over it, the surface may be smooth, there may be asphalt later at the top of it, but down underneath, something underneath, on the underside of the bridge is lacking. There's a structural integrity issue in the bridge, and that's going to become a real problem, which is why they're fixing it. But, But integrity is important not just for bridges, it's important for people. We have to have the same on the inside as we have on the outside. We have to have, as Jesus called out, the inside of the cup clean as well as the outside of the cup clean. Integrity, you see, is doing the right thing because God is watching. Let's look at a scripture from Psalm 33 that was actually already read for us. Psalm chapter 33 
13 and following, from heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all who considers everything they do. We have integrity and integrity matters in your life for a number of reasons, but mostly it matters because God is looking for integrity in the hearts of those who serve him. Integrity is doing the right thing because God is watching. And when God sees integrity, he always blesses it. It always pleases him. David uh, was uh, famously known as a man after God's own heart. What made him a man of God's own heart is that he sought God privately and publicly. I was reading the story of Saul King Saul trying to kill David. And, and instead of seeking vengeance, instead of going after and in turn, in turn of taking exacting vengeance upon Saul, what David did was sought God. He, he called out to God. And he would not lift a finger against Saul because Saul was the Lord's anointed. That's the kind of integrity that David had because he wanted to have a heart that sought God privately and publicly and in all that he did as a shepherd, but also in all that he did as a king. Now, certainly David was not perfect, but he certainly sought God in all the areas of his life. In fact, at the dedication of the temple in Psalm, uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 19, I apologize, 1 Chronicles 29, verse 17 David said, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. The ESV says, have pleasure in uprightness. The eyes of the Lord go throughout the earth, seeking those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. My question is, how devoted are you to God? Is it just one hour a week? Is that when you... Put on your devotion to God, and then the rest of the time you're devoted to yourself. Are you seeking and being devoted to God throughout all areas of your life? Integrity, you see, is doing the right thing because God is watching. And when he sees everything we do, when he sees integrity in us, he blesses us greatly. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9, if you are following along this morning... The wise man said, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. It's important to walk in integrity, not just because that's good for us, but because we are choosing a path for our lives. And when we choose the right path, God blesses that. Let me ask you a question. What do you think it is that determines success in a person? And I'm I'm not speaking on a deep, uh, uh, metaphorical, spiritual sort of level. I'm talking about just in general, if you saw a person, what would you say are the attributes that he or she would need to be successful in this world? 
You need a visionary, somebody who can see ahead of the curve, somebody who sees not where the puck is, but where the puck is going. Do you need someone with that kind of vision? Do you need somebody with creativity, somebody who's able to, to uh, work around social media and who, who, who thinks outside the box, who come up with that commercial that'll put your product or your business or your service out there? What kind of, and uh, what about hustle? What about the ability to just get the job done and keep going and grinding? And, and what, maybe that leads to success. Is it perhaps natural talent? You know, some people are just born with the ability to, to do uh, amazing things. And they're very intelligent. They're highly attractive. They are, uh, everything they touch seems to be blessed. Is that because something innate within them? What, what is the X factor that leads to a successful person? There are people that have actually done research trying to look at how you identify success in a number of ways, from a a marriage standpoint, family standpoint, business, relationships. In all areas, they're looking for what are the common factors of successful people. And the number one, I mean, all of the things that I mentioned could be a part of it, but almost consistently, people who are successful throughout their life have this common factor in mind, and it was this fanatical integrity. People who are absolutely committed to being people of integrity in every area of life, that they were consistent throughout all areas of their life. I have a good friend. Uh, I won't name him, but you would, some of you would know him. He's very successful. He's been very blessed. He's successful in business. He's successful in family. He's successful in the church. He's one of these people that are really successful in all areas of life, and uh, he doesn't live here in town, but one day when he was here in town, he took me to lunch, and I really don't need to tell you where he took me to lunch, as you probably already know that part of the story, but the important part about that lunch is not what we were eating, but what happened before we ordered the meat. He said, today, he told me, today, lunch is on me, so we went up to the register with a polite young lady with all the, 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 the uh, service-oriented mind and, and smile on her face and great attitude. And we gave her the order, and then he pulled out his wallet, and he opened it. And in a moment, he pulled out his cards. And it, it, it was a, a transaction that took maybe half a second. It was a moment where I saw he was going to have a decision to make, and he didn't pause or delay one bit. You see, he had there, just like I do actually, his personal card and his business card. Now, what we were buying that day was very inconsequential in terms of cost, 15 maybe $20. He could have pulled out his business card. He could have talked about some things surrounding his business, and called that a business launch. And, and there probably wouldn't have been a single person in the accounting department that that would have raised a red flag. Nobody would have questioned that. But it wasn't a business lunch, see? And what took me just a couple minutes for you to describe took him just a couple milliseconds. He pulled out his personal card, and he looked at me and said, it's not business today. You see, that was a matter of integrity. 
It wasn't a big expense. Nobody at his company would have known. If he had put it on his personal card, it certainly didn't break him personally. But what he did in that moment was make a decision because someone was watching from above. May we have such fanatical integrity. When you do what's right in God's eyes, you don't have to worry because integrity protects us. Integrity, when you do what's right consistently and faithfully, God will bless you. Back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 3. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. You see, when you have integrity and you stick to firm moral principles from God's word and you do what's right because he's watching, giving little concern to what everyone else is watching, your integrity will protect you and bless you in your life. Now, the biblical example of that I could give to you is the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter 39. Now, I'm not going to read that story for you, but, but you understand that Joseph was a man who sought God in all of his life. Whether he, if, when he was the favored brother, whether he was in the pit, whether he was uh, rising through the household of a man named Potiphar. Now, why did Potiphar select Joseph to be a servant in his household? We don't know. But why he raised him in his household? The scripture is absolutely clear. That Potiphar saw that everything that Joseph did was blessed. That everything he put under Joseph's care grew. It was like your, your stock portfolio manager, your, your money manager. When you find someone who does a good job taking care of your investments, naturally you want to invest more with them. It's just the same with God, and it certainly was the same with Potiphar. Now, Potiphar, Joseph had risen to the level in Potiphar's household where he was second basically only to Potiphar. But then one day there was a woman who saw Joseph, young, handsome, and blessed, and she began to pursue him. She pursued him privately, and finally she just outright said, come and sleep with me. What Joseph said in that moment was telling to me. He said, not Oh, uh, what would people think? Oh, what would your married woman, what would your husband think? What, what would he do to us? No, Joseph said, how could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph knew that someone was watching, even if no one else in Potiphar's house was not now, I wish I could tell you that in that moment, everything went perfectly for Joseph. It did not. She falsely accused him, and it got him in a lot of trouble, sent him to the prison. And yet still, Joseph maintained his integrity, and God continued to bless him and to build him up. Your integrity will protect you in the long run. In the short term, it may get you in trouble. It may cost you something in the short term. But integrity will always, in the long run, protect you because God seeks those who are seeking him fully with all their heart. Integrity protects you. So, so, so be very careful and protect your integrity fiercely. 
can I talk to you? I know I've already talked to you once. I know you're excited for me to come down here again, but your integrity matters so much, and there's never been a time when integrity is so cheaply valued. Yes, I know that your teachers and professors can give you an assignment and that you can go onto websites and, and you, can, you can pay someone to write that project or paper and you can put your name with their permission. It's totally legit between you and them, but it's not okay with God because you're not being a person of integrity. So be a person of integrity. Yes, I know it's possible to cheat on your tests and your exams using your smartphones. There are things in your smartphone that you can hide from your parents. I know that that there is that stuff, but you see, you have to live your life not because your parents are watching. You have to learn to live your life in a way that acknowledges that God is watching. So may you be people of integrity because if you'll do that now, it gets a ton easier as you get older. But it never stops. Your integrity is always going to be, be checked. So never stop doing what's, in, what's right in the eyes of God because that integrity will protect you. And you need to guard your integrity fiercely. Just like Rodney Bollet. It's been... Nearly 20 years ago now. I wasn't even there when it happened. But the story was legend. The youth group, as you are prone to do, had a devo. And they went out to the Bole's house, and they had a big bonfire. And, and the purpose of which was just for, for having the kids around, to sing around, and, and to have that there for their devotional. Along comes the red and the blue, the fire department. And they went up to Rodney and, and they said, you know, it's illegal to have a fire out here, or, you know, a bonfire. But if this is a fire for food, then that's okay. We can let this go. Now, some people could have said in that moment, oh, yes, oh, yes, the hot dogs, they're right in the kitchen there. We're, we're just bringing them on out. Maybe even you could say that the fireman was giving Rodney an out, but Rodney is a man of character and integrity, and he knew that fire was not a fire set for the purpose of cooking food. And he said, no, sir, it's not. It's a bonfire. And so the fireman, probably not understanding Rodney, maybe not understanding the ways of a Christ follower, wrote him a ticket that he paid for out of his own pocket. That's integrity. Now, I don't know what the cost of the ticket was, but the impact of the example is absolutely priceless. May we do the right thing because God is watching. And thankfully, we have one that we can look to for an example. Rodney's a good example, but I've got an even better one. And his name is Jesus. Jesus is the standard for our integrity. His life matched his words. He was the same whether he was all by himself just praying he and God or whether he was speaking to thousands upon thousands of people. You ever meet a famous person and you're a little bit surprised about how they are in person as a 
opposed to how you might see them on TV or in the movies. Jesus wasn't that way. His integrity was consistent throughout his life. In fact, in Matthew twenty-two sixteen, 16, his own critics, probably when they were trying to trap him, made this charge, if you want to call it that, against Jesus. They said, Teacher, we know that you are true, that you teach the way of God truthfully, and that you do not care about anyone's opinion and are not swayed by appearances. I believe what they were saying about Jesus was true, because I understand from reading the Gospels, his character, his integrity. You see, Jesus didn't just teach people to pray privately. He prayed in private to his Father. Jesus did not just teach you to forgive your enemies and pray for them. On the cross, he cried out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus didn't just ask us to forgive other people. He forgave other people. Jesus was a person, was a man of integrity. Jesus always did the right thing because he knew his father was watching. So let us do the same. Let us have integrity in everything. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, the scripture says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whether in word or deed, may you have integrity. Let your yes be yes, and let your no be no. Did you ever sign up for something that you said you would do? Did you ever tell someone that you would be there and then not show? Did you say that you could and then back out because something better came along? Don't be that way. Keep your integrity, even if it hurts. Keep your commitments. Keep your word. Don't speak in deception or in half-truths. Did you ever say something but not tell the whole story? That's deceit. Did you ever speak in a way that you knew was intentionally designed to, to mislead the people to whom you were speaking? That is ungodly. It's not having integrity in your words. So say what you mean and mean what you say because your integrity matters. You see, integrity is doing what's right and saying what's right because God is Watching. What about in your deeds, in what you do? Uh, In less than 24 hours, most of you will be at a job somewhere where you will be being paid a certain amount of money to work a certain amount of jobs, expectations, and responsibilities. My question is, will you be, when the boss isn't there, playing on your phone, scrolling on Facebook, Will you be stealing from the boss that you said you would work this way for this amount of dollars except when somebody's not watching? No, you said you would do that all the time. So work hard 
Be honest. In, in your business dealings, are you fair? Do you, do you treat people in the right way? Would you would be on the other end of the transaction with you? Would you be treated fairly? Don't try to cheat or cut corners. In school, we've already said it. Don't cheat. Because the only person you're cheating is you. I, I realize it's possible to cheat, but, but there are no shortcuts in life. You have to do the work and, and be right. And if you'll do it in school, it'll be much easier to do it in life. What about in your marriage? Are you a person of integrity? Do you keep your vows? Do you ever belittle your spouse in front of other people? Even in a joking way, you're not keeping your vows when you said you'd honor them. Don't cheat on your spouse physically or in your mind. Be a person of integrity. Stay faithful. In all you do, may we act as if God is watching, because God is watching. When you're at Chick-fil-A and the cashier gives you too much change, you know, give it back. You say, but Chick-fil-A is a billion-dollar company. won't hurt them in the slightest. They probably won't even miss it. In fact, they probably want me to have it. Maybe you could say it's the Lord's will. No. No, you need to do the right thing because God's watching. Integrity is doing the right thing because God's watching, and He is listening. And so this morning as we close, I want to ask us to bow in prayer. Father, this morning, we've thought deeply about integrity. And we know that you are watching. That you see the hidden crevices of our heart. The places we think are hidden, whether in our family, whether in our business, whether at school, whether even in the church, Father, You know all. You see all. Nothing is beyond your scope. And Father, this morning I want to ask that you bring light into every dark place. That you convict our hearts in all and in any area of our lives where we have lacked integrity. Father, we confess we are sinful and there are likely many places that are being illuminated even now. But Father, beyond just illuminating that, may you bring us to repentance that we might begin to change that. This morning, Father, if there is someone that needs to repent in a public way, that needs to make right what they have made wrong, that needs to make a change in their life, I pray that you would bring that person forward this morning or people this morning. And Father, continue to make strong the weak areas of our heart. Make us people who are one, who are people of integrity like your son Jesus. And Father, we ask for your strength to do what's right, for your courage to step forward and to make right anything we need to make Father, we love you. We know that you love us. May we live in a way that acknowledges that you are watching. 
Father, we love you and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. This morning, if you have a need, if there's an area of your heart that lacks integrity, and you need to change that, and you'd like our help to pray for you, to help you repent, or whatever the need might be. Or if you do not know Christ, if you're not in Christ, please come this morning as together we stand and sing.